one, grab the acceleration emerald, turn the page to 224. 224. 224. We have come into his house. Let's all stand and sing this again.
Does anyone have anything they'd like to say or share before we go to our time of conference? It's mine, it's mine alone. Okay, I guess we'll, we'll just go into a time of conference if that's... Yeah, we'll uh, do things a little bit different tonight. We'll uh, let's have a conference here just a little okay, bit. I've right. got a few verses of scripture I'd like to. But I want to give you an opportunity to testify if you uh, if you have a testimony, anything you want to say or do. Appreciate the song that we sang a while ago and part in there about His grace being greater than all of our sin. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's sad to think that there's folks in this world that feel like that their sin is greater than what God is able to forgive. But uh, that's not true today. His grace is greater than any sin. Amen. Amen. The Bible teaches us that, um, that, that, that the sin of blaspheming the Holy Ghost, that's turning down the Spirit of God when He calls one to be saved. Uh, if, you, if you turn that down, and uh, some people get a second chance, some get a third or fourth. I've heard people say more than that. But if you die turning that down, that's the unforgivable sin today that you pay for for an eternity. But I'm glad that there's not anything that, that we can do today that's the sin that's greater than what he uh, is able to forgive that's right. today. He can, he can clean up the vilest sinner and uh, make him white as snow. Amen. And I'm, I'm so glad of that. And uh, uh, I'm not going to take a great lot of time. I know we have kind of set this night aside for uh, a Bible study. Um, but um, I feel led tonight to, to read a few verses of Scripture and to, uh, to maybe expound just for a few minutes on what it means uh, and what an honor it is to be called a servant of God. Now I want us to think about that just for a little bit. Each one of us that's been saved uh, in some way or another, we are a servant of God. Amen. And uh, in, in, in that that we do, we honor Him. We're here tonight uh, uh, because we're, we're servants of God. I feel like we want to be here, uh, but we're here uh, because we love the Lord and we're serving Him. And I've often heard preachers say, and I, and I, I feel like it's true, if we ever gather together for no other reason, for any other reason than to just be a servant to Him and lift Him up, we're here for the wrong reason. We really are. And, and God allows us in serving Him uh, to enjoy one another, to be to one another's company, to enjoy one another's fellowship, and all the blessings that come along with being uh, a servant of the Lord today. And, and, and so... Uh, uh, want you to think about that just for a few minutes, the honor that it is uh, to be a servant of the Lord. And I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to the 42nd chapter of Job. And uh, uh, I, I thought about this. If Brother Bo was here, he, he calls me an advocate for Job. And, and, I, and I will tell him that it's been about four or five days since I mentioned Job's name, so I have to go back in there. But I do love the book of Job. I really do. And, and um, uh, uh, But I want, to, I, I, I want us to see here what a servant uh, that Job was. Uh, and, 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 and how God acknowledged him. Uh, he called him my servant. And, 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 and what an honor that must have been 
<clears throat> but in the 42nd chapter, it said, uh, in the first verse, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understand not, things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, that the Lord said to uh, Eliphaz, Eliphaz the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the things that is right as my servant Job had. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you, for, uh, for him will I accept lest I deal with you after your folly, in that ye have not spoken of me the things which is right, like my servant Job. So Eliphaz uh, the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the uh, Namathite, went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And I believe I'll stop reading right there. We understand as we look at this, this being the uh, last chapter of the book of Job, uh, this was after that Job had gone through all of his uh, sufferings and tribulations. We know how that the Lord had allowed Satan uh, uh, to come and cause some havoc in Job's uh, in Job's life, and and, uh, and a lot of a lot of people say, well, God put this on Job, but I want us to understand that uh, the Lord has a hedge around you and I today, and at any time the Lord can lift that hedge, and and the powers of Satan are continually out there trying to destroy us and cause problems right. in our life, and and uh, I've often questioned uh, uh, why. Uh, Job being the man that he was. You see, Job feared God and he was a servant of God before all of this happened to him. And he was a servant to God, praise the Lord, after all of this happened to him. You notice four times here, what I read to you, four times in two verses, uh, God refers to Job as my servant Job. You go back in the first and second chapters of the book of Job, and when, when, when God is talking to Satan, he asked him, he says, has thou considered my servant Job? So uh, uh, what an honor that it is to be called uh, a, a servant of God today. And so I begin to think about that and begin to, uh, uh, to look. And, 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 and Job here, uh, the Bible teaches us that in all this, Job did not sin with his lips nor charge God foolishly. That's what the Bible said after that these things, there was a first round of Satan uh, that came through and destroyed all of his livestock and everything around him there. And then the second round uh, uh, that came through, 
uh, his children, uh, 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 his daughters, his sons, and then his health itself began to be struck uh, by the devil. And, and, and the Bible said in all of this uh, that, that Job uh, did not uh, charge God foolishly or sin with his lips. But Job did, if you read between the first and second chapter and this 42nd chapter, you will find that Job did quarrel with God. And, 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 and uh, somebody said, Job shouldn't have done that. I can't imagine what I'd have done if I'd have been in his kind of shape. I, I wouldn't have been near as good as Job was. But, uh, but the Bible teaches us that, and you can read that Job did quarrel with God. He regretted uh, uh, he, the, the day that he was born. And he even, he even said uh, in one place, I believe, if we interpret it right, that he wished that he had died in his mother's womb and never uh, been born. That's what kind of pain that he was in uh, uh, through all of this that Satan uh, had put upon him. Uh, but in all of this, he recognized that God was God and that God uh, had the right and free will to do whatsoever that he desired uh, to do. And so uh, you may differ with me on this as to why these things happened to Job. Uh, but I think it uh, was for several uh, reasons. I think it was to show the devil uh, that, uh, uh, that a man that stays, a man or woman that stays solid with God, that the devil can't do anything uh, uh, to take his soul. And God told the devil, said, uh, you can do all these things, but you can't touch his life. And I believe in that. He was saying, you can't have his soul. It's mine. And so uh, 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 I, I'm glad today that he gives us here a perfect example of what, uh, of what a servant uh, is and to be called a servant of God. And so uh, uh, Job uh, goes here and he asks forgiveness uh, from God for the quarreling that, that he had with him. And so uh, then God turns to uh, Job's three friends. And Job, by the way, uh, in, in, in one part of the Bible here, Job referred to his three friends as miserable comforters. And the reason that he did that is because uh, during the time of Job's tribulation and his pain, they were continually, uh, even though these were men of God, they were continually prying at him, basically wondering what he did to bring these things into his life. And we, if we uh, understand Job's life, this was a man who feared God and he shoot evil, the Bible said. And he even was out there, uh, he would pray for himself, and then he'd go and pray for his kids that if they had done anything, uh, sinned against God, he prayed for them. So that's the kind of father and the kind of servant that Job uh, was to God. But here, when all of this came about him, a lot of times we'll look around and something will happen to our neighbor and seem like the whole world's crashing around and, and if we're not careful we'll get in the mindset we'll reckon wonder what they did uh, to bring all that uh, about but uh, we should read these verses and take warning here uh, and God turned to these three friends of Job and uh, he was angry at them for the way uh, that they had uh, maybe uh, accused Job or, or, or thought that he brought all this on uh, by something that he did, a sin uh, that he did. And so the Bible uh, teaches us here that uh, uh, God told those three to go and to take a bullock and rams and, and to go and to take them and to ask Job to pray for them. So Job will pray for you and offer up this 
these bullocks and these rams for a sacrifice unto the Lord. Now Job uh, could have said, uh, well, during all of my trials and troubles, you didn't comfort me very well, but you kept asking me what I'd done. He could have had the attitude of that. Uh, but much, much like Jesus Christ, and I can see a type and a shadow here of Jesus all in this, uh, Job uh, uh, prayed for his friends, and he took and he, he prayed and he offered the sacrifices, and the Lord forgave uh, his friends, even though he was praying for those uh, that had wounded and grieved him in spirit. And, and, and I thought about this uh, as a type and shadow of Christ, so Christ prayed and died for, uh, for his uh, persecutors and ever living, making intercession uh, for you and I today. So what a, what a great thing that that is uh, today to be, uh, to be called a servant of the Lord, to be called a servant of him. And so a lot of people may think that there's, there's great honors. Uh, Brother Chris, I know you've been in uh, the position that you're in at the courthouse and, and uh, a probate judge and uh, uh, commissioner of the head of the county commission. Uh, you're a servant to the taxpayers and, and uh, anybody that works uh, in any stage of the government is a servant to the taxpayer. But more important than that, we're servants to God today uh, by Christians, by loving Him and doing what we can for the Lord. And it's a, a great, great privilege to be uh, called a servant uh, of God. And so I thought about one time when Jesus was talking to His disciples over there and He told them, He said, Greater love hath no man than a man lay down his life for his friends. And, uh, and, and He wanted them to notice See, I called you friends. Amen. And so he said, uh, uh, you're my friends if you do uh, what I command you to do. And he said, henceforth I call you not servants, but I've called you friends. And I can only imagine how humble that his disciples must have felt when God standing there in the flesh, Jesus Christ looked at them and called them friends and not servants today. What a what a, uh, I just thought what they must have felt uh, of when, they, when they looked and they saw that. And he said, because he shared with them uh, what God's plan was. And, uh, but I'm glad today uh, to be called a servant of God. And I'd like to uh, try to be a better servant every day uh, for Him and serving Him. And a lot of folks say, well, uh, serving the Lord is coming over to the house of God and uh, pay, paying our tithes and being faithful. But I believe it goes just a little bit further uh, than that today. I believe that every time, uh, Brother Michael, that we extend a hand out to those that are in need today, to those that are hungry, those uh, that are without, I believe we're a servant to God when we do that. Uh, Jesus said, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. I've often said I can't go around stepping on everybody else and trying to give my love to the Lord. That just doesn't work. But I can show, and you can show, your love towards God and be a servant unto Him by the way that we love and serve one another today. Amen. Right. What an honor that it is to be called a servant of God today. And I, I begin to think as we uh, as we look here, and, uh, and he said, uh, I remember one time that Jesus said in, the, in his word over there, I believe it was in Matthew, he spoke of, 
uh, he, he said, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man that is traveling into a far country. And uh, he said this in a parable, and he said that the man uh, went away and he gave his servants, three servants, that he gave them talents. The Bible said that to one he gave five talents, and to another he gave two, and to another he gave one. And I like this part. It said each man or each one according to his several ability. I'm glad and so glad today that whatever God gives you and I to do today, what he gives you to do may be different from what he gives me, but he'll give us something we can do. It will be within our several ability uh, today to do it. So the Bible said uh, that we know the story how that the man that he gave five uh, while, the, uh, uh, while the master went and, and went on his travels, uh, the man that had five had took and, and, and he had gained five more talents from what he had. And we understand that the man that he gave two, uh, that he took and he gained two more talents. So he had uh, four. And, and the Bible said uh, the man that had one, that uh, he did what a lot of folks do today. And he took his talent, he buried it uh, in the earth. So it did nothing but just sit there. But I began to think about as the traveler came back and he was, uh, they were giving account to him for what they had done while he was gone. And how uh, the Bible said uh, the one that had five had gained five more. And so he said, uh, my good and faithful servant, he said, thou hast been faithful in a few things. And he said, uh, I'll put thee ruler over many things. Amen. Uh, and so come into the joy of the Lord. And the Bible said uh, that he came to the one uh, that he had given to, that he gained another to. Uh, and he said, well done, uh, my good and faithful servant. Uh, thou hast been faithful in a few things. I'm glad today uh, that if you and I uh, will serve him, uh, the best that we can do. And I've always figured in my life the best has never been good enough, uh, but I'm glad today uh, that he'll look at us and he'll say you've been faithful in a few things, amen, coming into the joy of the Lord today, amen. And I'll be thinking to myself, what a blessing and what an honor that it is to be called a servant of God today. I don't take that lightly. I take that, uh, I take that as an honor to be able to do that. Uh, today I begin to think about as we as we look and uh, the Apostle Paul said over in Corinthians he said for I for though I be free from all men you know uh, when Paul got saved on the road to Damascus uh, I believe that it made him free as a bird I really do now you may say well what about what all Paul went through and all the tribulations that he he went through as a preacher but spiritually, he was free as a bird. But this is what he said. He said, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I may gain the more. Amen. What did he say that for, preacher? He made himself a servant to the Lord and a servant to everybody that he might gain those more to Jesus Christ. I begin to think about how when we have somebody come in the church, maybe a visitor, or somebody just comes in we had never seen them before. Each one of us try to do our best to make them feel welcome, to let them know that we love them. We don't want them to come to the church and leave here and say, so nobody spoke to me or nobody shook my hand. But we just want to 
We just want to cover them up with love if you'll have it that way. And that's the way that we're being a servant to God by being a servant to our fellow man today and loving them and, and letting them know how that we love them today and that we're glad they're here. And if they hadn't been saved, we want to do something to draw them to the Lord today. Amen. Amen. What an honor. What an honor it is to be a servant of the Lord. I thought about the piano player, the organ player, when Brother Wayne's leading the singing. Amen. Being a servant to the Lord. Amen. When you're looking in the book, Brother Wayne, and you're trying to get leadership from the Lord on what songs to get up there and lead, you're offering your service to the Lord. The dictionary said that a servant is one who serves another. Amen? Yeah. And so uh, uh, today, I, I can consider it, we all ought to consider it an honor to serve one another. I love an old-time communion service. I get nervous when I'm moderating them, but I tell you what, when we get down to that part to where we get the foot pan out, what an humbling, what an humbling part of the service that that is. Amen. When we get down uh, our sisters on sisters and brothers on brothers and we begin to wash one another's feet. Amen. <laughs> and Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Amen. I'm talking about the honor that comes along with being a, a servant. Amen. I get more joy out of washing my brother's feet than I do getting my own feet washed. Brother Michael, I really do. And you know, you have to get yourself, you have to make sure that you got everything right with God before you can really take part in that service. Amen. I always try, uh, uh, weeks and weeks before a communion service, I always try to pray and say, God, if I got anything in my way that would hinder me from being the servant that you'd have me to be, help me, Lord, uh, to get it out of my way uh, that I might go and take part in this service. Uh, amen. A servant. To the Lord today. Deacons, I love you today and I appreciate you. Amen. I know that your job ain't always a, 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 a basket of roses. Amen. Sometimes deacons are uh, put in positions where they have to make decisions that are not real popular. Amen. But I appreciate you today. Amen. You see, you're a servant of the Lord. Amen. Ladies, when you cook in the fellowship hall, don't ever take now don't ever think at one time that we take that for granted. Amen. I realize that a lot of labor and love goes into preparing those meals in the fellowship hall. Somebody said, well, we just have to do it because we got a bunch of people like to eat and a gluttonous pastor. No, today we go, you do it because you love the Lord. We're doing it for one another, but we're doing it for the praise of God. Why have we got a fellowship hall out here? Amen. It's not we can eat at home, can't we? Right. Amen. But it's a place, Brother Don, where you and I can get together and we can eat and we can visit, we can fellowship, we can talk, amen, and we can grow closer to one another, amen. It's a place where when you got visitors come to church, amen, uh, we can go out there and eat and visit with them and learn more about them and them learn more about us today. It's an honor. It's an honor to be a servant.
Name the Lord today. Sunday school superintendents, amen. Love you today. Thank you for being a servant to the Lord in that. Amen. Teachers, God bless you today. You know how you show you, your service to the Lord? How that you're a servant to Him? It's not just getting up and saying a few words, but it's those nights you spend studying, trying to make sure that you're not going to teach something that's contrary to the Word of God. I want you to understand when Brother Michael gets up here, and I'm not just talking about him, I'm talking about all Sunday school teachers. But when he gets up here and he expounds the Scriptures to us and teaches us, don't you think for one minute that God just put all that in his head in five minutes, but it took some study right. and being a servant to God in order to get that knowledge to be able to teach that to us. And a servant to the church. Amen. Boy, I tell you today, I could go on and on and on all those that serve the Lord today, but what a privilege, what a privilege it is to be a servant of the Lord. Amen. And I believe that Job considered it a privilege that God acknowledged him numerous times. My servant, Job. My servant, Job. We understand that at the end of this book of Job that Job was restored twice as much as what he had. See, he lost everything. No, he didn't lose everything. He lost all of his material things. Lost all of his material things. And because Job was the servant that he was before all this happened to him and after, God restored unto him twice as much as he had. His livestock was doubled. He was given back the same amount of children, sons and daughters. And I looked and, 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 and one of the commentators said something that made a lot of sense to me, may not be true, but the commentator said, notice that he restored double all the livestock, but his children, he only gave back the amount that he already had. And his theory was that because his children that he had lost there to death, he was going to see again. Right? And they had something there. Amen? But I thought about this. And God blessed him with grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And he lived on a hundred and something years after this. And the Bible said that he died at a full old age. I want you to know that the interest God paid him on what he suffered for that while was compounded upon compounded of what God gave him back because he was a servant to the Lord. Amen. And today, don't you ever think that being a servant to God is a low-paying job. It's not. Amen. It's not. God is a great paymaster today. Whatever you do for the church, amen, things that might go unnoticed, amen, maybe you clean the church, maybe you come out and replace a, a window to keep the sun off the 
piano and off the piano player. Maybe you picked up some trash or mowed the yard or cleaned the bathroom. What an honor that it is to be a servant. One of the writers said, I'm going to say this in closing, one of the writers said, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Amen. We ought to consider it a higher privilege to be a servant of God than anything that the world can give us today. Any, any uh, uh, thing that they can put on us, any tag that we could be tagged with, it's an honor to be a servant of the Lord. Amen. There's a lot of times that, just like you, maybe there's a lot of times in my life that uh, I'll get kind of weary in the way and we preachers do a lot of times and we we get kind of tired and weary and uh, especially if we don't maybe uh, see a lot of things happening and we feel like that we're putting forth a lot of effort but we're not seeing a lot happen and sometimes uh, uh, we begin to get a little weary and uh, but then I have to look around and think about all God's blessed we are uh -huh. and all that he's done you know it pays us every once in a while just to go and take a little inventory. Amen. You can't count them all. Time wouldn't permit. There's not enough paper to write them all down. But just go back and take inventory of what God's blessed you in your life. Amen. And it'll make that job of being a servant. It'll give you some get up and go. And some go. And every now and then, every now and then, you get to see something, you get to see somebody saved. Amen. Get to see somebody come back to the Lord that's drifted far away. Amen. And the church can say, thank you, Lord, for taking our service to you and blessing that and helping us see the fruits of our labor today. I'm glad there is some fruits in it today. Amen. There's some fruit. All you have to do is look around and you can see that God blesses beyond measure. Amen. The devil would like nothing more than for us to become a servant unto him. He's got a lot of servants. Amen. He really does. But today, I'm glad that we're his servants today. We're the servants of the Lord. What an honor that is uh, to be called that. If you'll come get us a song, everybody stand. And uh, if you feel a need to pray uh, or, 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 or whatever you feel like you need to do, the altar's always open. Maybe you just, maybe you just needed a little bit of encouragement. Amen. I know I needed a lot of times. Or whatever you might need, go ahead and say. Six. Six.